0: The pasuk says, "Shema Israel, atem krevim n'mukhama leveichem." Listen, Israel, you are approaching a war against your enemies. In this week's parsha, we have the story of the Kayan called the Mashach Mukhamah, and his job was to encourage the soldiers before battle. Kaya Yisrael is marching out to war. And before the attack is launched, it's the job of the Kaya Meshach Milchama, so to speak, to inspire the soldiers to fight. And yet we find there were three instructions that were given before the soldiers went to battle. Let's see what they are. The first instruction. Who is the man who has built himself a new house and hasn't yet had the chance to live in it? Let him return home. And who is the man, the second halacha? He's planted a vineyard and he hasn't yet had a chance to eat its fruit. And so too, let him return home. And lastly, He has gotten engaged and not yet married his wife. He too should return home. And if we think about it for a moment, there's a really big question on this. The man who has just built himself a new house, the man who has just planted a new vineyard or gotten engaged to get married. These are the soldiers which are being sent home. Why? These are exactly the people we want to keep as soldiers. Somebody who has what to lose if the battle is unsuccessful. Somebody who will stand up to defend his house or his home or his wife. These soldiers will be much more dedicated to the cause. As they have the expression in Hebrew, when someone is fighting for his home, he'll fight that much harder. And therefore, specifically these soldiers who have so much more to lose if they would, the battle gets lost, they should be the soldiers we encourage to stay. Why does the Torah insist that these soldiers get sent home? Why, so to speak, be give up our crack troops? So before we answer the question, let's look at another principle we see in Pasha Shefti. The Torah begins, b'chol sharecho Place judges and police at all your gates. The Torah requires us to set up a judicial system. The judges to try cases, the children to carry out the judgments. You know, I wanted the opportunity to speak to someone who wanted to become a judge in a secular court. Intelligent person. And we were discussing the benefits, so to speak, the duties of a judge. And what he presented to me was pretty much the secular worldview. I think. The judge is there, so to speak, to right the wrongs of society. The judge's job is to take revenge on behalf of the victim who is unable to do so. The judge's job is there to ensure that justice gets carried out. And I remarked to him that you th- I don't think that that's the terrorist view of a judge. Maybe in the secular world it is. But I don't think it's the Torah's view of the judge. Why not? Listen to an interesting Pasuk, Rabbi. The Pasuk says, An instruction to the judges. And the Pasuk says to the judges, It says to them, It says, Don't kill somebody who is innocent or who is righteous. Now, the Gomorrah explains this. It doesn't mean don't kill an innocent victim. That's obvious. It doesn't need to be stated. Rather, says the Gomorrah in Sanhedrin, what this Pasuk means is even somebody who we know is guilty. We know that he committed the crime beyond the shadow of doubt. But for whatever reason, based on the rules of evidence, we can't kill him. So you might think, but let's administer justice. And says the Torah, no. If somebody is lucky, as far as the rules of Bethan go, he's innocent. Even if you happen to know that he's the criminal. You can't punish him. But says the Apostle, why? The Apostle continues. Kilo'i atstik rosha. Hashem says, he, Hashem, will not make the, 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 the guilty Righteous. He Hashem will carry out justice. Here Hashem will so to speak make sure that the criminal criminal gets punished. And if that's the case, the judge's job isn't to replace Hashem. Kilay Hashem will ensure that justice gets done. Okay. So then this person asked me, which is obviously the follow-on question. So what is the job of the judge? If justice is up to Hashem, and Hashem ensures that justice is carried out, even today when there isn't a in just like when there would be, so what's the judge's job? If it's not his responsibility to make sure the justice gets meted to the guilty, if it's not his job, so to speak, take revenge on behalf of the innocent victims, then what is the judge's job? Why don't we just leave that judgment up to Hashem? At the end of the day, He is the Dianemus. He is the true judge. And the answer to this question, I believe is the whole principle of all the mitzvahs which come together in Pasha Shaftim is all the mitzvahs, what it takes to set up Jewish society. We have the mitzvah of appointing um, a Jewish king. The political leadership of Klal Yisrael. We have the mitzvah that when we don't know a halacha, we'll go up to the Sar Sargazis to the Sanhedrin Agadol, and Al They have the final say in halacha, which is binding in the whole of Yisrael, which sets up the principle of the halachic leadership of Kla Yisrael. We have we spoke beforehand. So, to speak, the military setup of Ka Yisrael. And we have the judges. And what's the point of judgments? Like the Torah says a number of times, to make sure that the society is a society where wrongdoing isn't done. The judges are there to be a deterrent to stop people doing things wrong. And if that people do do things wrong then they are there to punish to protect society not necessarily to wreak vengeance on the individual and therefore it's part of building a Jewish society just like in this week's passage we have the Miklat that there's a framework for this for this person who kills accidentally to run and find refuge And together it paints the picture of Jewish society. The king, the Sanhedrin, the army, the judges, the police force. Are all factors in building the, what Jewish society is meant to be. And at this point I want to share with you a beautiful Gemara. And the pastor can share a the pasuk says in She'a Hashirim, Yisrael addressing Hashem, and Klal Yisrael say to Hashem, L'cho doidi. Come with me, my beloved. Nei te'a Sode, We'll go out to the field. Nolino Bakfarim, We will sleep so to speak in the villages. Nireh we will see in If the grapes have begun to flower. Hey The pomegranates have begun to, so to speak, grow as fruits. There I will show my affection for you. What is meant to mean? Israel was trying to express their love for Hashem and said, Hashem, come with me to the field. Let's see if the fruit has begun to blossom. That's a sign of our affection for you. And the Gemara in Erevin, on Dafala from Albass explains this postak. And the Gemara says, Akalai shall come to Hashem and say, Baruch Hu, I want you to witness our finest fruits. The praise, the quality of my sons and daughters. And it goes to the different categories which make up Klai Yisrael. The Gemara talks about Parcha, Gefen, and B'chure Yisrael. These are the young men of Kla Yisrael. Petah these are the young ladies of Klai Yisrael. And the B'sodas Yisrael. And the Gemara carries on. It talks about the Balai Mikra, those are learning to Chumash. And the Balai Mishnah. And the Baal Gemara. Klai Yisrael, say to Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will come and see the Shevach, the beauty of Kla Yisrael. That's where Kla Yisrael collectively expresses its love for Hashem. Let's do the same thing. Let's take a detour for a moment. In the words of the Pasuk, Go out to the fields to see the beauty of Klai Yisrael. Because we grow up and we live. And we are part of a society of Klai Yisrael. Maybe means we don't have time to focus. On the uniqueness of the society of Klai Yisrael. But maybe now. Beginning of Elul. that's the time to think about that. This week Rosh Chodesh Elul. All the yeshivas, the yeshivic daughters, the yeshivic tandas, all went back to learning again. I saw that they say in Eretz that's about 20,000 bachrim in various yeshivas around the country going to learn. To learn means learning four hours in the morning. means learning three to four hours in the afternoon. means learning again at night. Are we talking about young boys of 13 to 14, straight through to 23 24? And it's a world of tens of thousands of people learning day after day. Where's there a comparison to that? Where's there a comparison to that dedication? Compare it to the wider world when they say people's attention span isn't more than 15 to 20 minutes. Where the syllabus of a school has to be structured around large gaps and breaks in between each lesson. But they can't expect people to focus too much on one thing and they have to give free time, downtime what they call. A two hour share every day, a four hour stater. Look at the Shavach of Bnei Yisrael. And look at the Bnei Yisrael. And once again, here in Eretz Yisrael. It's an extended summer vacation. The schools, the Bess Yaakov, the seminaries only go back in the beginning of September. And I just said this week, how many girls on their own looked to make their own story to learn Halacha, to learn Shmer Salashan? Looked for extra sharing. looked for other opportunities to learn even during vacation. Let's compare that also to the outside world. What kind of thing interests the average teenager to their own vacation? How many of them are looking for voluntarily looking to learn things as opposed to wasting time on their phones or on the beach? Or in any other public arena. Look at the beauty of Kla Yisrael. Let's talk about all the Avrechim who went back to Koyal. Talented men. People who if they wanted to could get high paying jobs. In the sciences, in the business world, whatever it would be. But from an idealism to learn Torah. They're willing to forego their career. They're willing to sacrifice material comfort. Where else do we find that kind of sacrifice? And let's go more than that. Where else do you find organizations which are willing to, at the drop of a hat, night or day, any day of the week, to drop everything and run to try and save people? Run to try and help people who are in a medical emergency. Where do such a core of ambulance workers, paramedics, who are willing to do everything for free? If we think about it more and more, we can also be taken in by the beauty of Jewish society. Let's not overlook that just because it's something we used to, just as because something we live as a part of. Let's also say to Hashem, look at the Shevach Banei Obnoisat, what makes Jewish society unique, and this brings us to the point I wanted to get to. We want to be a part of that society. Not just by virtue of the fact that that's the location we live in. We want to be a part of the society and we want to share the chusm of that society. Why is this so important to us? You know, there's a famous Chazal that the Torah brings down in Rosh Hashanah. And the Chazal say, Come and look at the praise of this people of Kla Yisra. Because the no Sheba what's customary in the world is a person who's standing trial. He doesn't have time to think about his clothing. He doesn't have the focus to eat. He's worried. He wears black. He's fast. He's he's completely taken up. What's going to be with him? He's standing trial. And we, Klai Yisrael, are going to a trial in Rosh Hashanah, but we make it a Yamtuf. And how are we able to do that? says Chazal, because betuchim We batuach, we guaranteed, we confident that Hashem will do a miracle for us. And ask the Briskarov, what right do we have to be confident? The din is a din. How can we be so confident that we're going to come through unscathed? Are we going to merit to be victorious? And famously the Briskarov answers, Klal Yisrael or Baturach Shanael Klal Yisrael collectively have enough merits that they'll be zaycha. Maybe not every individual can be that guaranteed. But Klal Yisrael as an entity is. And if that's the case, like they used to say in Kelm, the way to extend that guarantee to oneself. The way to also share the confidence that he'll be zeiched to Anas is to become a part of Klai Yisra. But what does it mean to become a part of Klai Yisra? The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah that there's a difference between the Yachid and the Tsebor. The Gemara says that a Yachid is only answered so to speak, so easily between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. The Tzibur, whenever they cry out, they answer and the Gemara wants to prove this. And the Gemara brings a story in the Pasuk in Tehillim of sailors on a ship which was beset by a storm. And the ship was about to capsize. And the soldiers were holding on to the railings for dear life not to get thrown into the raging ocean. And the Pasuk says how the ship shaking in the water Yachugu as a drunk man would. Stagger. And it talks about the sailors and it says, Hashem In the moment of distress, they call out to Hashem. And Hashem responds, He saves it from the distress. But this Passock in the him has an upside down non before it. And the Gemara says, Why? And the Gemara says, It's coming to qualify the possum when will they be answered by Hashem? Only between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And the question that Mephoshim asked. We saw the Gemara said that a Rabbim are always answered. A Yachid is only answered between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So what are we talking about? In this case of the sailors, are we talking about a Rabbim or a Yachid? Are we talking about a one-man yacht? are we talking about a ship with lots of sailors? The Apostle says clearly in the Lashon Rabbim, They, the Rabbim, called out to Hashem when they were in distress. So why does the Gemara say they only answered between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? They're a Rabbim. And the answer, the Balei Musa say, is that a Rabbim doesn't mean a person who's dabbling for himself amidst other people. That's a group of Yechidim. A rabbin means a person who's diving for the Rabbim. And therefore, in the case of the storm-tossed ship, when each sailor is desperately clinging to the ratings for his life, he's not thinking about everybody else. He's thinking about himself. In that situation, his Twitter is going to be, save my life. There might be many others thinking the same thing. they all Yechidim. They're all Yechidim, each traveling for himself. And therefore, there will only be answers between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So what does it mean to be a Rabbi? That a person's focus isn't, what's in this for me? A person's focus isn't why this is benefiting me. My my person's focus is the Rabbim. The Rabbim. What I'm doing is for Kla Yisrael. Let's extend this idea. A person can be a part of a minion. But he comes because this is the convenient time for me to daven. I have a khirv and this is the easiest way for me to do it. The most convenient. I'm not being mitzareff to the tzibur in the sense that I'm interested in the tzibur, I'm using the tzibur for what I need. I can be part of a kodal, yeshiva, a shul, whatever it's going to be. If my focus is me, and I'm making use of the services that Klai Yisrael provides for myself, I'm not part of a rebel. To be a khalik of Klai Yisrael is, I want to be a part of building the tzibur, not utilizing the tzibur. That's how a person can share the shevach of the tibra. A person is an active part in building the tibra. He's not in it for himself, he's working for the tibra. His focus isn't himself, his focus is the tibra. And if that's the case, Rabbi you understand this and it's a tremendous Yisraelitan. If that's the case, let's go back to the question we began with. And he asked the question, Klai Yisrael is going to battle and the Kohen who is meant to be preparing the troops for battle, what does he tell them? Shema Yisrael Listen to Yisrael Listen as Yisrael, you are going to battle as a force of Klai Yisrael. And what's his readiness speech for battle? That anybody built a new house, planted a new vineyard, got engaged they get married, let them go home. And we ask the question, why? These will be the most dedicated soldiers. These are the ones who prepared to sacrifice because they have too much to lose if, they, if the battle gets lost. And I'd like to suggest an answer. Let's look what the Pook says. And let's notice that there's an extra phrase which the, the Apostle doesn't need. And the Apostle says, Who's the man who has built a new house and hasn't yet lived in it? Let him go home. Why? In case he dies in the battle and some other man will get to live in it. Mia not a who's laid a vineyard hasn't yet had a chance to eat the fruit. Let him also go home. Some other man will take it. And the same thing by the lady who's gotten engaged and not yet married. Why? In case he dies in battle, somebody else will marry her. And the question is. The point of why they're going home is in case they die in battle and don't get to enjoy what they've just labored to achieve. What's it going to do with the other man? Why does that make a difference to us, the other man? We should, the Kona tell them, go home. In case you die in battle and you don't get to enjoy your house, your wife, your vineyard, wherever it's going to be. Why is it in each of the three cases that they have to emphasize and somebody else will take it? And I think this is the answer to the question we asked before. Soldiers have so much to lose our soldiers who be more dedicated to the cause. But for the Jewish army, they're disqualified. We don't want them to go to battle with us. Why? Because in the Jewish war, we need soldiers who are fighting for Klael Yisrael. And these soldiers are fighting for themselves. They're fighting for themselves, that they shouldn't lose because some other Jew will take their field. So who's the opposition? Their focus is me. And they might be dedicated to the cause, but that's not the soldiers we want to fight the Jewish battle. The soldiers who are fighting for Qal Yisrael, their motivation is Qal Yisrael. Not me. And that's how the soldier. that's how the coin begins. Shema Yisrael, say Chazal, and the schoss of Shema Yisrael, that Yisrael, that's the schoss you have in battle. A soldier who's willing to fight for Klael Yisrael, he's a soldier who's going to be victorious. A soldier who's fighting for himself doesn't belong in the Jewish army. He might be dedicated, but that's not the schoss we want. Now if that's the case, you might not be soldiers going to battle. But we definitely are approaching Rosh Hashanah. And if, as the briskerov said, we want to utilize the schos, the guarantee of betuchem shenayis lehem neis, that we guarantee that a neis will be done for us. Because we're part of Klai Yisrael who's guaranteed. We're part of, as we said before, the beautiful fabric of society which is unique to the Jewish people. We have to make sure that our motivation and our effort is in building Kla Yisrael. Because then we become a part of that Sibur who's guaranteed that a nest will be done for them.